This week on Priority One, we take a look at what came out of jolly old England for this year's Star Trek destination. Sir Patrick hints at the future of Picard. We get a glimpse of the new Admiral uniform. Hear from showrunner Michael Chabon and H. John Benjamin talks watermelons. In Star Trek Gaming, we look at Eagle Moss's newest STO offerings. Star Trek Online console players get exclusive weapon packs. And Star Trek Adventures sets a course for strange new worlds. RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. This episode of Priority One is brought to you by GamePrint. We thank them and our patrons for their support of Priority One Podcast. Command codes verified. Priority One message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Hello, Captains. You're listening to episode 436 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. Your weekly report of all the major news happening in the Star Trek multiverse. Recorded live on Tuesday, October 29th, 2019, and available for download or streaming on Friday, November 1st at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Elijah. I'm Kat. And I'm Anthony. And before we jump into the news, we want to invite you to join in on the weekly conversations, whether via social media platforms like facebook.com forward slash Priority One Podcast, on Twitter or Instagram at Priority One Pod, or even by email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Maintaining these features would not be possible without the support of our patrons, listeners like you, who support the ongoing production of this show by offering a financial contribution each month. Visit us at patreon.com forward slash Priority One Pod and check out how you can become an admiral in the Priority One Podcast listener fleet. Now, of course, we understand that giving up your hard-earned money is a big ask, especially for a podcast. But there are other ways that you can help support the show. One of the best ways that you can show your support is by hitting that share button or retweet button on social media. Also, we're looking for some help. We have a new video project that we'd like to begin working on. Nothing big, not a movie or anything of the sort. And we could use some help in producing that video each week. So if you have any experience in video editing and would like to join the Priority One Podcast team, send us an email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Now let's check out the latest news from the Star Trek multiverse. Jim, what places? I don't know. Then let's check it out. Birmingham, Birmingham. Let's just call it Star Trek Destination. This year, Star Trek's latest European convention, Star Trek Destination, beamed into England's second largest city, Birmingham. And while there weren't any Federation-shattering revelations to come out of the convention, there were a few interesting Trek crumpets to dip gently into your Earl Grey tea. Tea Earl Grey hot. The most interesting revelation came from Star Trek's most English Frenchman, Jean-Luc Picard. Sir Patrick Stewart took the destination stage to talk about the upcoming Star Trek Picard. And though the plot is still under lock and key, Stewart did get the crowd engaged. 
It's clear that the Borg will play a part in the upcoming series, but Stewart hinted that we may not have to wait long to see how. Quote, after the 23rd, when our show airs, you will know more about the Borg. End quote. And while it has been made abundantly clear that Star Trek Picard will not be a TNG reunion series, Sir Patrick isn't shying away from having his former Enterprise crew join him on the newest adventure. In a short clip from the panel, posted to Twitter by at TrekkieRob, Stewart is seen praising the cast of the upcoming series before asking aloud, quote, Will we meet the rest of the crew? I think so. I think there's every possibility of that. End quote. For links, check out the show notes. So remember that time I said they kept saying we weren't getting a TNG reunion show, and I said, I think that's what we're going to get. I'm just saying. I think we have different interpretations of what a reunion show would look like. I am not surprised if they bring a bunch of the original TNG cast back in some way, shape, or form, but I don't think it's going to be like they're all going to share a bridge together. Yeah, I don't think so either. They think they'll interact in different ways, considering the timeline and where everybody is in their lives at this point. But they're all going to be on the show at some point. I mean, you say... Yeah, that, I mean, that's cool. But it, is it not a reunion show, like, just for that? Right, they're not going to be reunited, and it won't feel so good. <laughs> oh, my God. You, they, <laughs> <laughs> they will have parts in the show, but it's not going to be like they're all going to get on board the bridge and cut a cake. No, but they're reuniting on my TV for me to watch. Yeah, well, that's amazing. And it's going to be awesome. Plus seven. It's a reunion show. They're reuniting on the show for me. And I think, don't get me wrong, I think it's spectacular, but I wish they would stop lying to us. But But they're not. You say you say potato, I say potato. I don't think they're lying at all. I think they're very clear about what they have to say. Look, this is Star Trek. Starting a new series without new costumes is like marooning a ship in another quadrant, breaking the warp 10 barrier, or packing a Starfleet vessel full of terrorists. And since we've not so subtly acknowledged that Voyager was the only series not to reinvent the Starfleet getup, let's move on to our point. Picard has a new uniform. Admiral Jean-Luc Picard's Starfleet uniform in all its updated glory was exhibited at Star Trek Destination. The threads created by Picard costume designer Christine Clark seem to take cues from early season Deep Space Nine and Voyager Starfleet uniforms featuring a black base, department-colored shoulders, and admiral gold piping. Ditching the turtleneck, the new uniform has an extended collar that opens square at the trachea. The angles are sharper than previous designs, cutting harder away from the center and dipping a little deeper, and there's a tapering line of command red that moves down the torso. More color is added to the sleeves as well, with angular red and gold accents moving down to the back of the hand. The design keeps the Voyager era com badge and pips, black pants, and black boots. For an early look at the uniform and Picard in action, check out the Star Trek Picard Countdown Number 3 IDW comic coming in November. And for a look at the uniform, follow our link to trekcore.com. So I wonder if because this uniform is almost identical to the one in the comic book that which was which that script i believe was co-written by alex kurtzman i wonder if they're treating that comic book as canon my understanding is that the the countdown 
comics leading up to the JJ verse are considered canon because those two were also co-written by the writers of the films, I would imagine that these countdown comics into the Picard series will be considered canon at least by Kurtzman. But the argument is that if it's not on screen, it's soft canon. Also, there's been a whole series of novels that have been released leading up to now uh, David Mack's most recent book, Collateral Damage, where Picard never makes it to Admiral. So this will potentially retcon everything that's happened in the novels from Destiny and earlier up until now Collateral Damage. So we'll see. What I find interesting in, in this Admiral uniform that's been released is it actually reminds me a lot of Admiral Nakamura's Admiral outfit from Measure of a Man. It has a lot of those similar lines across the breast and across the shoulders. Uh, yeah, it kind of harkens back to that to me. I agree. Actually, the first thing I thought of when I saw this uniform was how much it feels like some of those season one, season two Admiral variants. And I like it. I like it a lot, actually. Um, I can't wait to get it in the game. I'm assuming it's eventually going to arrive in Star Trek Online. So looking forward to that. I like it. Looks sharp. Well, Captains, that brings us to our first community question this week. What do you think of the new Star Trek Picard Admiral uniform? Let us know in the comments section for this episode at PriorityOnePodcast.com or by simply replying to our social media community question posts that we do each week. Star Trek captains and Star Trek showrunners face essentially the same problems. They must be sure to steer the ship in the right direction, keep the crew on task, preserve the prime directive, become the harbinger of destruction for a malevolent entity, and suffer through the emotional repercussions and travel back in time to examine the past and future effects of racism. You know, the same rigmarole. So obviously, we took interest when Star Trek Picard's showrunner, Michael Chabon, sat down with StarTrek.com to talk about his writing credits, his love of Star Trek, and his vision for Picard. In part one of the two-part StarTrek.com interview, Chabon talked extensively about his history with Star Trek and his appreciation for fan fiction. Chabon believes that fan fiction serves two main purposes, to fill in the gaps, explaining the inconsistencies of our favorite heroes, and to go beyond the boundaries of established canon. Shabon equated writing Picard to writing fan fiction, saying, I feel like we're doing a little both. Actually, on Picard, we are filling in some gaps. Um, we are explaining things that might have gone unexplained heretofore. Um, but we are also very much pushing into new territory and taking the character of Picard into places that um, he hasn't been before. In part two, Shabon discusses Sir Patrick Stewart's influence on the show and science fiction's true purpose. I mean, science fiction, people think it's about the future. It isn't. Science fiction is about the present. It always has been. Science fiction is, holds a mirror up to the present. It holds a distorting mirror up to the present. It exaggerates certain features or traits that we see in our world around us now. It extrapolates from them. It pushes them to their limits. And Star Trek always fearlessly did that from the very beginning. It was very much part of Gene Roddenberry's modus operandi. The two six-minute videos are well worth the watch and include Shabon's introduction to Star Trek, his favorite episode, which was alluded to in our story intro, and much more. Be sure to check the videos out by following our links in the show notes. My least favorite character in all of Star Trek history, Edward Larkin, and his short trek, The Trouble with Edward, was a bit divisive among Star Trek fans. But if nothing else, old Eddie at least put his money where his mouth is, so to speak, 
In a short interview with Star Trek.com, Larkin, comedian actor H. John Benjamin, discussed his role in the most recent short trek. Benjamin told the tale of his introduction to Star Trek, the script for the short trek, and also discussed his first time on the short trek set. Quote, it was really cool. I don't get that excited about stuff like that, but the sets are, they're so huge and so well done that it's really cool to see how expansive it all was. Some of the tribbles shook and purred too, probably less than 1% worked. But yeah, they had made like 15 or 20 that actually moved." End quote. More interestingly, Benjamin described a scene that was cut from the final product. Quote, "...if I were in a situation where there was a food shortage, I could eat a tribble. I'm not sure if it made it into the episode, but..." We shot a scene where Edward was eating a cross-section of a triple, like really eating it. We used watermelon to make it look like meat. It ended up looking like prime rib, so it seemed like it wasn't too bad." End quote. Money, mouth, check out the link in our show notes. Look, I love that short. I'm kind of glad that scene was cut. I'm, I'm okay with that. That might have been too much. Well, Captains, that's all the news we have to check out this week. Now let's find out what happened in the world of Star Trek gaming. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. Captains, before we move on with the show, we do need to take a moment to thank our sponsor, GamePrint, the company that allows you to 3D print a customized starship for you to display proudly with all your other Star Trek memorabilia. Now, just in time for the holiday season, you can save up to 25% automatically on your order. And this sale is running up until at least November 4th. So if you're listening to this on Friday, be sure to visit GamePrint.net, explore their extensive library of starships and their variants, Rename it to whatever you'd like and hit that print button. Now remember, you do not have to be a Star Trek Online player to take advantage of that library. GamePrint has made it easy to sort by ship class, by ship type, and then explore all the different variants and color schemes that other players have already uploaded for you. So 25% off a Halloween sale until at least November 4th. What do you guys think? You guys think you're gonna, uh, you know, get some, uh, get some ships? Yes. At 25% off, I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna splurge a little bit. I'm, I think I'm gonna get a big one. Ooh, which one? I, off the top of my head, I will probably get the Enterprise, the future Enterprise with the three nacelles, because that's the ship I've flown the most in game, uh, and I'm gonna name it USS Chamberlain, my registry number. And I think I'm going to get uh, one of the bigger ones. So, Well, you can save up to 25% off. And remember, you don't need a code. It automatically applies at checkout. So be sure to visit GamePrint.net this weekend and take advantage of up to 25% off. Of course, we thank GamePrint for their ongoing support of Priority One Podcast. Well, Captains, last week we reminded you to stop by the Star Trek Online booth because Mike Fadum, along with several other developers from Cryptic Studios, would be in attendance during Destination Star Trek in Birmingham. Now, although they haven't published a video of their entire panel during the convention, one player tweeted a clip of the video that they presented, featuring some new artwork and animations that are still in draft mode. So, take them all with a grain of salt. But there are several Star Trek Online Trek nuggets for us to dip in our sauces. So, the first part of the video shows two unique ships that have yet to be officially identified in any blogs by Cryptic, but they're likely going to be event ships. Then, of course, we see animation for what seems 
very familiar for those of you who watched Star Trek Discovery Season 2, a red burst, followed by the test animation for an angel suit. Does that mean we're going to get to see Michael Burnham in Star Trek Online? Who knows? Then the animation for something very squid-like and blobulous crawling on the floor, which harkens back to the nanotech that we saw in Season 2 of Discovery for Control. Could the next story arc in Star Trek Online intertwine heavily with Season 2 of Discovery? Control, Michael Burnham, The Angel? Who knows? We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I'm very interested in that um, Red Angel suit. It looked really cool. The animation looked really cool. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but I hope that we get some of the Season 2 stuff. I guess we'll see. It looks like all the ships from all the different timelines might have to come together to stop control. Maybe. Who knows? We can only speculate at this point. The shot at the end with all of the Enterprises together uh, is, I think, you know, because we know that 2020 is going to be the 10th anniversary of Star Trek Online. I have no doubt that they're going to do something big that'll last beyond the anniversary time frame. And I'm really excited about that. That's probably the thing I'm most excited about is what they're going to do for the 10th anniversary and what that shot of the ships means and how that's going to be integrated. And I think you might be onto something with, you know, every everybody from every era coming together. This may be the Star Trek Avengers storyline that I've been wanting. Well, maybe the Red Angel suit plays into that. Well, a big shout out to at Stargate Wars, Paul Andrew Wilson for posting a video of the panel over at Destination Star Trek. And that brings us to our next community question this week. What from this teaser video are you most excited about? Console captains sometimes get a better deal than those PC players. Cryptic has again released two packs for console versions of Star Trek Online, which include exclusive weapons for both Xbox and PlayStation. The pack includes 12 inventory slots, three master keys, and an ultimate plasma Myrmidon ground weapon. The Cobalt variant for PS4 captains and the Verdant variant for Xbox players. Very cool. Is that a weapon that's in the PC game? No, they get these special weapons. They did that before. Well, they got variants of like the Emperor's Sword yeah. that were different colors that were awesome. Yeah, whenever they do one of these packs, they always do a, a Cobalt version for PS and uh, a Verdant version for Xbox. But this, I did not recognize this weapon when I saw a picture of it. And in fact, I, I have a PlayStation account and I got the pack. I just haven't gone in and claimed it yet um, to try it out. So I'm interested to see what it does. Yeah, I like plasma ground weapons. So, yeah, let me know. And now for some upcoming events in Star Trek Online. If any PC captains are still working on their featured TFO progress, the Kobayashi Maru event ends on Thursday, November 7th. Remember that you will also be able to buy out the progress in the Second Chance store during the next event. And if you didn't complete the previous event, the Mycelial Crisis, you can buy out those rewards now in the Second Chance store until November 9th. PC captains can also look forward to a Dilithium bonus weekend from Thursday, November 14th until Monday, November 18th. Then, an item upgrade weekend towards the end of the month, from November 21st to the 25th. Console captains can continue to work on their mycelial crisis progress until November 14th, and this weekend is a dilithium bonus weekend. Next weekend is an item upgrade weekend, from the 7th of November until the 11th. This week in Armada News, we wanted to give a big shout-out to all those who participated in our annual Halloween costume contest with the Matrix theme. All the participants were, they had great costumes. Man, it was so hard 
hard to choose. Um, but we want to thank everyone who showed up and participated, all the vice admirals and admirals who helped judge. Um, yeah, so also don't forget if you are in any of our KDF fleets, the House of Martok is just a couple of weeks away from its first Tier 5 colony upgrade. So keep those projects running. So thanks for contributing. And now it's time for our weekly top tip. In an effort to lend a hand to new players, or even surprise the most veteran captains in Star Trek Online, here's our weekly top tip. Have you ever found yourself flying through the Arcanus sector or nearby sectors only to suspect that one of your duty officers was a changeling spy? If you're a Klingon dilithium grinder, you'll know what I'm talking about. One of the easiest dilithium missions is execute changeling spy for a whopping 500 dilithium. The problem is you probably don't want to execute your good duty officers. Well, never fear, your replicator is here. That's right, before you choose which doff to airlock, go ahead and replicate yourself a common quality emergency whatever hologram, and then accuse them of being a changeling spy. Send them away, collect your dilithium, and ease the minds of those other doffs sitting in your roster. In other gaming news... If you're a fan of Ellen DeGeneres' heads-up mobile game, then set your phasers to fun the game where players put their phones on their foreheads and guess what it says based on clues from other players now features Star Trek themed content. Heads Up is available in both the app and Google Play stores. RPGers who are currently rolling their way through the galaxy in Star Trek Adventures role-playing game have a new collection of standalone missions to explore. Strange New Worlds is the second volume in Modifius Entertainment's Mission Compendium series. This series of nine original adventures is focused on exploring unknown and mysterious planets. Gather your crew and prepare for these adventures, which should be arriving at your friendly local game store soon with a suggested retail price of $39.99. Also available on Modifius's website is a downloadable PDF character sheet for Tribbles. Now you can add those fun, furry, and tasty little creatures to all eras of your game. Check out the show notes for the PDF link. That's it for this week in gaming news. Now let's open hailing frequencies and hear your incoming comments. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. Well, Captains, hailing frequencies are now open, and we're ready to receive all of your incoming messages. Our first community question last week was, how have the actors or stories of Star Trek inspired you in your own life? From Twitter, Brandon Parker writes, The story of Barkley and TNG, the one with the holodeck and the medieval crew, taught me to treat my Asperger's as something useful and not a burden on others. It was the first episode that I saw in any Star Trek and thought, wait, that's me. And this is probably one of the reasons why I disliked The Trouble with Edward, was that it just discarded another a, a, a crewman, right? I remember somebody did a supercut of Picard, so the the episode where where Jordy, Riker, and Picard are in his ready room and right in Picard's ready room, and they're talking about Barkley, and Jordy's like, I think we should just get rid of him, and Picard's like, No, we, we're not gonna just dump somebody off on somebody else. That's not what we do here. It's not the Starfleet way. Just that's that's one of the reasons why I didn't like this episode. It just didn't have that feel good story. You just wanted to toss him away. On Facebook, Jason Smith wrote in, Oh, dear Lord. That's not a community question. That's an invitation to write a book. The short, short version of it is that Trek has inspired me multiple times and continues to do so over and over each and every season. It all started with Spock and how he taught me how to grieve over the loss of my father. 
Our second community question last week was, do you plan on buying the new Star Trek Online starter or faction packs? Why or why not? From Facebook, Stuart Andrews writes, I'll probably get the Fed and Romulan starter packs because I don't have those ships and more inventory and bank slots would be helpful. But I already have the core Bird of Prey, so there's little point for me to get the KDF pack. From Twitter, Mark Taylor wrote in, I won't be buying the packs as I have the ships and items involved already, but they aren't for me. They are for the new fans and players. They are boosters to get you started on the faction, and I would have bought them back when I started. Our last community question last week was, with the new changes to the event campaign for another tier six ship, will you be playing daily to get your progression? Or do you plan on buying out any of the individual events? From Facebook, Stuart Andrews, I've never bought out an STO event before. Why pay for something when I can earn it for free? The only reason I would buy out an event is if I missed enough days that I couldn't complete it in time. On Twitter, Ross K writes in, I used some of my leftover TFO tokens to cash in about half of the Kobayashi Maru progression. At the moment, I'm enjoying the scaling daily dilithium bonuses. I plan to earn progression and only buy out if I run out of time. Well, that wraps up episode 436 of Priority One, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. But there are more great shows available to you on the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Just visit podcasts.roddenberry.com for a complete list. Then be sure to subscribe to them all and share them with your friends. But we can't forget to send a special thanks to some of our Patreon supporters like Diana Gunther, Darnell Dwayne Ross, David K. Rutley, Joshua Selig, and Peter Archibald. And congratulations to Peter on his nuptials. Congrats. Congrats. And before we go, here's our community questions for this week. First community question, what do you think of the new Star Trek Picard Admiral uniforms? Second community question is, what from this teaser video are you most excited about? Captains, it's important to us that you get your voice heard and you participate in our conversations. Leave us a comment on our website at PriorityOnePodcast.com, on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast or find us on twitter and instagram at priority one pod don't miss a thing from the star trek multiverse catch our episodes every friday just be sure to open your favorite podcast app and if you haven't already subscribed do a search for roddenberry there you'll find us and our friends on the roddenberry podcast network you can even join in on the fun while we record our episodes live on tuesday nights at around 8 p.m eastern on facebook twitch youtube twitter Just keep an eye on our social media channels for details. And if you're still craving more, be sure to spend time with Winters and me and the Priority One Armada. Saturday nights, the Armada broadcasts live to review the latest Star Trek Online and Armada news, as well as spotlight some of the amazing members in our community. Each week, we team up with you, the viewers, to earn things like reputation marks and dilithium. With regular giveaways, there's always something for any player, new and old. Follow us on all our social media accounts for broadcast times, and if you'd like to join the Armada, visit PriorityOneArmada.com. This episode of Priority One is brought to you by our patrons through Patreon.com. Find out more and add your support at Patreon.com forward slash Priority One. Even if you can't make a financial contribution, please help spread the word about the show and invite your fellow Trekkies to get their weekly dose of Star Trek news right here. It's that kind of support that keeps us going. 
Don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions Guard Frequency Podcast at GuardFrequency.com. Each episode, the Guard will take you inside the universe of your favorite space sims, including a tabletop adventure played out by your hosts. And Heroes Rise brings you up to date with the world of Dungeons & Dragons. Learn all about the latest publications, tools, tips, tricks, and traps in less time than it takes to skin a wyvern. Head over to HeroesRisePodcast.com to discover their secrets. Thanks to our audio editors, including William Hardy, Brandon Parker, Rand Hurl, Daniel Stevens, Roscoe McQueen, and Skiffy. Thanks to our producer, Jake Morgan, with assistance from associate producer, Shane Hoover. Thanks to our graphic artist, Henry Pomper, with support from Jason Smith of the Priority One Armada. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Subspace Radio and Trek Radio. Most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek community, our listeners, because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Enemy ship on sensors. Red alert. Sue, no. Engage. In Armada news this week, we wanted to give... What? Sorry, wait, can you take it? Because your um and Armada were married. Ew. Well, let's get a divorce They didn't then. even date first. <laughs> Send them away, collect your dilithium, and ease the minds of those other doffs sitting in your roster. Think about the holograms. <laughs> uh, get out of my head. <laughs> podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network